Hello, everybody, and I want to welcome you back to Uncomfortable for Christ Ministries. Listen, this is our podcast. My name again is Aswin Johnson, and I want to thank everyone for checking out our first episode. You guys checked it out. Uh, You guys left me some encouraging comments, and so it brought me back today. So here we are uh, with episode two. And episode two, what we're going to do is we're going to I want to explore this question. You know, our our ministry is called Uncomfortable for Christ. And so we're going to explore, should the life of a Christian be uncomfortable? You know, I like being comfortable. (laughs) You know, I talked about this a little uh, in our last episode. You know, I like to sleep in a comfortable bed. Uh, you know, I like a comfortable chair, you know, that's why we have like lazy boy chairs and, you know, making a comfortable income is cool, right? Because you, you know, if you make enough money, you don't have to, uh, you know, worry about, uh, bad things like foreclosures and, um, tax liens and different things like that. We all want to be comfortable But what we're going to explore today is, is comfortable where God wants us to be? And can you grow in your faith if you're too comfortable? You know, I was looking at an article. It's a very interesting article. And it's by a a young man. He's a millennial. His name is uh, Brett McCracken. And he's uh, the author of the book. Uh, It's called Uncomfortable, the Awkward and Essential Challenge of the Christian Community. And and one of his uh, essential questions is, does your church make you uncomfortable? And he he wrote this article. uh, He wrote it uh, for the Gospel Coalition. uh, That's in uh, an online Uh, They do a lot of things. You can check them out if you like. Uh, But he wrote this article and he he throws out eight signs that your Christianity is too comfortable. And so I want us to explore a little bit of that. Uh, You know, one of the things that he says, uh, he says he quotes uh, C.S. Lewis, the author. And C.S. Lewis said that if you're looking for a religion to make you comfortable, don't look to Christianity. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I thought that was a uh, kind of a funny quote, but it is, it is true. It is true. You know, um, the Bible is filled with scriptures, right? That tell us to deny ourselves, right? Uh, the Bible says, you know, take up your cross and follow me, right? That's what Jesus was telling us uh, to do. Even Paul says in Romans chapter 12, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. He says, present your body a living sacrifice. These are things that are not comfortable. These are things 
that are uncomfortable. And that's kind of what I want to talk about uh, today. And and we're going to go into uh, some of the signs that uh, Brett lays out uh, where he says, you know, these are some signs that your Christianity is a little too comfortable. First, I want to talk about um, some examples in the Bible, you know, because there's uh, the Bible is full of examples of men and women who were uncomfortable. You know, when I look at uh, Abraham, God tells Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac, that had to be uncomfortable. Uh, I look at David and you know, God tells Samuel to anoint David as the next king of Israel. But Saul, who was the king of the time, began to rebel against God, and he becomes extremely jealous of David. He actually tries to kill him on several occasions. There was, you know, uh, the first time was uh, David was in Saul's palace, and Saul took his spear and threw it at David as fast as he could. And David, at the last moment, was able to move out of the way. And several times Saul hunted and sent people to try to find where David was. Even though David was extremely loyal to Saul, he was best friends with uh, Saul's uh, son, Jonathan. And he was actually married to one of Saul's daughters. But but Saul, because of his jealousy, wanted to kill David. How uncomfortable that was for David. He had done so much to help uh, Saul. He had uh, conquered many battles, but he was so jealous. Saul was so very jealous of David. That must have made him extremely uncomfortable. You know, I was thinking about uh, the woman with the issue of blood and she struggled with this for 12 years. That had to be uncomfortable. It had to be uncomfortable as she pushed her way through the crowds just to touch the hem of Jesus's garment. It had to be uncomfortable to be so desperate to push your way through crowds of people while you're dealing with an issue of blood. That had to be uncomfortable for her. It had to be uncomfortable for Paul and Silas who were unjustly stripped naked, beaten, and thrown in jail and placed in shackles because they set a woman free from a demon. That had to be uncomfortable for Paul and Silas. Listen, I want to say this to you. Following Christ is going to be uncomfortable, but I promise you it's going to be worth it. And the biggest reason why it's worth it is because Christ got uncomfortable for us. He got uncomfortable for us by humbling himself 
and coming down to earth, leaving heaven. Listen, when you and I get to heaven, we're really going to understand the sacrifice that Christ made for us to leave the presence of the Father and come down to earth to be born of a virgin and then to stay on the earth for 33 years and to do ministry, being around people who can make you feel uncomfortable. People who had sicknesses and diseases and they cried out for Christ to heal them. People who were demon possessed and Christ freed them from those demons. People like Pharisees and Sadducees who came to try to trick Christ because he didn't do and he didn't act the way that they thought he should. You know, some of the groups wanted Christ to be this political leader. Some of the groups wanted Christ to be this warrior who would free them from Roman oppression. And Christ did not fit into the boxes, fit into the molds that they thought he would. And so they oppressed him. And, and, and you and I know, we know the story. Uh, they eventually plot to kill him and they eventually crucify him. Those things had to be uncomfortable for Christ, had to be uncomfortable for Christ to be away from the Father, to be away from the Holy Spirit and to be here on earth. But he did those things for you and for me. And he did those things out of love for you and for me. And so, you know, I wanted to look more at, uh, I'm, I know I'm not going to get to um, all eight of uh, signs that Brett McCracken throws out, but I did want a couple to, to touch a couple of them. You know, one of the things that Brett says, he says that, um, you know you're you're a Christian that might be too comfortable if there's absolutely no friction between your Christianity and your partisan politics. <laughs> wow. So his point here is, you know, uh, if you're a lifelong Democrat or if you're a, a diehard Republican, he says, at some point and, and, and somewhere, there's some things that the Democrats are doing that you just shouldn't be agreeing with. There's some things at some point, there's some things that the Republicans are doing that just should not uh, jive, if I can use that word, with your Christian faith, you know, and uh, my take on this is uh, that it, there's a danger in being too caught up in politics. There's a there's a danger in that. And that's kind of uh, something that Brett is kind of tackling. You know, he because he's saying he says a faith that aligns perfectly with one political party is suspiciously convenient and it lacks prophetic witness. Wow. Wow. And 
You know, it seems like in our um, in our culture, uh, you hear politics everywhere. You know, there used to be a time when, uh, you know, politics were kind of a taboo. You know, that was one of the things that uh, you didn't go to a party and talk about politics, <laughs> you know, uh, but now it's it's everywhere. You see politics everywhere and people are digging their heels in the ground over issues and over party lines. And I'd like to offer to you that we are supposed to be one nation under God, where God rules, where God tells us how we should operate, how we should treat each other, what we should think that we should be one nation under God. And I can tell you, if you are too caught up, I agree with Brett. If you are too caught up into your political party, then my friend, <laughs> you might be too comfortable. <laughs> you know, one of the other, um, one of the other things that he says, and I, I want to touch with this too. He says, you might be too comfortable with your Christianity. He says, if your friends and co-workers are surprised to learn that you're a church going Christian. <laughs> wow. If, if, if your friends, your buddies, your home girls, if they have no clue that you go to church, if they have no clue that you're a Christian, you might be too comfortable, right? He, he says uh, a, a comfortable Christian is one who easily blends in looking and talking and acting just like his or her lost neighbors, you know, and, and, Sometimes it can, and I, let me share this with you. Uh, uh, I used to be one of those people. I used to be one of those people who my coworkers, they didn't, they had no idea that I was a Christian. Uh, even some of my friends had no idea that I was a Christian because I was not I was not set apart. There wasn't a difference in me because at that time I was not taking Jesus seriously. I wasn't reading my Bible every day. I wasn't, I was saying, I was praying, <laughs> but it was mostly just grace when I was getting ready to eat some food. And even then, and I remember it so well, when I used to say my grace at at, at work and I'd be in the lunchroom or wherever, I was embarrassed to close my eyes and I would just say my grace uh, to myself. Wow. You know, I, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that, but I'm so grateful now that I'm on a podcast telling people about Christ. Wow. Look at what God has done in my life. And so listen, 
your and you don't your friends, your co-workers, they should know you're a Christian, not because you wear a sign on your chest, not because you are walking around the job quoting scriptures every minute you're baptizing people in the bathroom sink (laughs) no it is they should know by the way you live and the light of christ that is on the inside of you they should know because when everyone else is going to the bar after work you say no i appreciate the invitation but that's not for me. When 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 everyone else is talking about playing the lottery because the jackpot is through the roof and you are trusting Christ to provide for you, your friends and your co-workers should see the light of Christ in your life. And my friend, I certainly hope that they do. Uh, another point, and this may be the last that we'll get to today. He says, he says, you may be too comfortable if you never think or even remember the Sunday service on Monday. Wow. Wow. Let me, let me say this. Do you know how many times I left church and got home and didn't even remember what the sermon was about, right? I remember how church made me feel. I remember seeing the choir sing. I remember seeing uh, who was at church. I remember people on the parking lot. I remember people in different parts of the church. I remember people clapping their hands. I remember uh, people speaking and greeting each other, but many times I didn't remember what the word of God, the sermon was about on that Sunday. And it's because I wasn't taking Jesus seriously. I was too comfortable uh, with my own agenda. And I have changed that now. I have a a routine after our pastor um, preaches his sermon. Well, I write down the uh, sermon topic and take note of the scripture. And then I come home and read and study on what he's preached about. And that has been incredible because God has spoken to me and shared even more things with me about what the message was for that week. And, uh, you know, he says, um, Brett McCracken says, he says, if Sunday's sermons at your church are so forgettable or you're so disengaged that you rarely recall them after you leave church, your Christianity is probably too comfortable. You know, I believe uh, and and so many times I've been at church and have been majorly uncomfortable by a sermon because I've been challenged by the word of God. You know, the Bible says um, in Hebrews 4 and 12, um, it talks about the word of God being alive 
and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, right? And it, it goes on, it, it talks about it piercing the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow of the, of the bone. That's how sharp God's word is. And that's the one of the purposes of God's word is that we become sharp in our faith that we become sharp. That's what God wants us to be. And to become sharp, it requires us to get uncomfortable. You know, the, um, the Bible talks about uh, uh, faith in Romans 10 and 17. It says, so faith, and this was Paul talking, he says, so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's so important that we hear the word of God. This is how our faith grows. And so we need to hear from our leaders. We need to hear from our pastor. We need to hear the word of God as we read it to ourselves every day. And so you say, well, Aswin, why is that so important? Because David said in Psalms 119 and 105, he said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so if you don't surround yourself in God's word through hearing the preach word uh, in service from your pastor through um, list to reading your Bible, to listening through podcasts and things like this and saturating yourself with God, God's word. That means that you're walking on a path that is not lighted. That's completely dark. And trust me, that's going to lead you to trip, to trip into temptation, to trip into sin and what David says in God's word, he says, God's word is the lamp that you need. It's a lamp that God puts on your feet and he begins to light your path so that you can see clearly where you're going so that you can see clearly where you're going. And trust me that if if you will focus in, laser focus in on God's word, and if you will laser focus in on how God speaks to us through his word, through our time of prayer, through our time of meditation, trust me, your life will begin to change. I know my life has changed. Being uncomfortable for Christ in my opinion, is where God wants us to be so that we can be uncomfortable with our own routines and begin to be more comfortable with him and more in tune with him. Listen, that that really is my time. And this again, this was so fun. And I, I, I'll probably pick up some of uh, some more of uh, Brett's eight signs that your Christianity is becoming too comfortable. You know, maybe we'll do that. Uh, maybe we'll do that next time. Listen, if you haven't grabbed a copy um, of Automatic, 
Automatic is is my new book. I would love for you to grab a copy because uh, uh, probably in the next few episodes, I'm going to dive deep into that book. And so it'd be great if you would grab a copy. Listen, let me tell you how you can go to my website, which is aswinjohnson.com. Uh, and you can get a copy there. You can also get an autograph copy. And for those of you who have an Amazon account, you can go to amazon.com and you put in my name, Aswin Johnson, and you can get an auto, uh, you can get a copy of automatic defeat temptation with an automatic biblical response. Hey, listen, I thank you for listening. I pray, I pray that I said something today that encourages you to get uncomfortable for Christ. And we'll see you next week. I'm so excited. God bless you.